Go Loud presents Read the Room. So say it again. That if the ice cream van is playing music, it means it's, it's, it's sold out. It was further reinforced by a Simpsons episode, I think. Yeah. It was like, no, no, no. ice cream, fresh out of ice cream, all sold out of ice cream. I'm Maya Dunphy. Hello there, I'm Paddy Courtney and you're listening to Read The Room. This is a podcast where we pull apart the people, the scenarios, the companies and the stories of the week where somebody through either dumb luck or just being a dopey dosey dose failed to do just Lies, that. Paddy, lies, what? lies, all oh, lies. Jesus, I was just doing the intro that I do every week, Maya. Now, this week we are talking about lies. Oh. Well, really, more specifically, the little white lies we all got fed as children. Well, I was never fed as a child, but... Um, <laughs> so you're probably telling the stories about uh, if I was told I would grow up big and strong if I ate my cabbage, my bacon and my steroids, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> They're the classics, though, Paddy. Right. We're talking about the ones that are a little bit darker. Oh, let's do that then. Mm. Let's read the room. The thing is, Paddy, when it comes to reading the room, I'm not sure if we are actually telling the parents or the siblings or the teachers or the ones who are the liars to read the room oh. or the children to I just know. cop on. Because yeah. when you're when you're a child, obviously we believe what we're told and we should be able to trust the adults in our lives. But some of them were so innocent as kids that often we can get to our 20s or 30s or older again and you still have... You're either slightly haunted by <laughs> misinformation. Uncles? Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> Father O'Malley. He's always there. him for a week. <laughs> oh, yeah, but we were told out. Like, you, you had to believe parents. Well, all the you? classic ones, like carrots will make you see in the dark. That's They're right. sweet and yeah. innocent and harmless. Okay. And they're just trying to encourage kids to do... Unless they told you buttercups, you, you love butter. And then all these poor lactose intolerant children <laughs> stuffing down butter down their heads going like but the, but the butter told me what was that one? Oh yeah if you held the butter cup under your and chin and if it left a yellow mark yeah. which it always did because it was just it was pollen, pollen. <laughs> yeah. God it was so thick but this was um, this was kicked off we're always talking about this and these, these threads go around Twitter all the time but I met um, a boy he's not a boy he's a fully grown man <laughs> with a beard and a receding hairline and he I used to babysit him and oh, I, wow. I bumped into him and uh, I won't say his name because there's lots of boys I used to babysit for. Oh, really? And yeah, I was never allowed to babysit. Right, well, that's the thing. It's I don't think it's really a boy thing. And we're, we it talk kinda... now a lot about gender equality, but the I don't know any teenage boys who babysit. You're just not trustworthy. Right. Yeah, no. But it's like, do you remember that song years ago? I'm a bad babysitter. Got my boyfriend in oh, the shower. Yeah. Oops, <laughs> I get six bucks an hour. Um, <laughs> so it's like that's the kind of babysitter I wanted. Yeah, but we, there was loads of us. So we never really had to oh, see babysitters. You had tons of siblings, yeah. yeah. But I, um, I would have babysat for maybe four or five families in our neighbourhood. Nice gig. Um, yeah, it was actually. Apart yeah. from there was one family, and they used to always got to be careful. Like there's a lot of them, so they will never <laughs> identify themselves. And they used to pay me in. They'd have they'd collect all their coppers and small silver coins and put them in the other you know bags you get from the bank and it says right. like one pound it was one pound in coppers um, and they would pay me I only ever got about a pound an hour from them which even at the time this was not the 70s folks pound um, an hour yeah but they were only but how many hours would you stay over oh, I'd, well I'd five or six when they went for d- to dinner or the okay. cinema so I'd get these chunk and my pockets would be dragging them <laughs> along the path on the way home with this, like, and I'd see them lined up on the whole t- on the you know, telephone table we used to all have in Love the them. 80s and the 90s yeah. and I'd see the bag stacked up right and I'd go oh, that's going to be my payment so I'd be going to shops buying magazines and stuff with like two penny coins but anyway but yeah I, I, I don't Did know that mean boys, boys are not trustworthy babysitters I always think that with people with loads of change 
back then it's all it's totally different now you'd, nobody has changed in their pockets anymore like if you had loads of change that means you were piss artists as in like you drank a lot <laughs> do you remember that like there was always like boys especially that come home and you yeah. wake up in the morning and depends what kind of night I had if you could take your jeans off the floor with one or two <laughs> hands there was this crunchunk <laughs> yeah. oh ring ring smack like there was uh so yeah, oh, so I, I always thought like did they apart just... from babysitting, my first real job. You know, don't give you fifteen now to work in a pub, or maybe sixteen. I was fif- fourteen or fifteen collecting glasses in a pub, and it was an old lads pub, and you got paid feck all. And the manager said, "Well, look, you know, it's you, you could you'll get tips as well. You never got tips in old lad pubs. You got groped, but you never got tips." <sighs> and there was a couple of lads, and every week I'd work Friday nights. They come and go, "Come here, come here now, Maura, come here." It's Maya, actually, no, it's not. Come here now, Maya, and they take my hand in their sweaty Guinness stained hands, and they'd open my appeal up my fingers and they'd put in um, without letting me see what it was they put in a couple of coins and then and fold, they fold my fingers over <laughs> and, they, they, and they'd go that's something for yourself now and it was always about it was definitely probably coined, 20p was it? Oh, right. 20p in sticky change <laughs> and I thought this was hilarious it was not hilarious so well I've got a big up oh, there okay God. right so I worked in a pub years ago I remember walking in I was still did I do my leaving cert I was in Colossal Dulig doing whatever I was doing in Colossal business studies in Colossal Dulig and I went into this pub a local pub near me and they were just redoing it and I said you know Gives a job. I only live down the road, and so what can you do? I said, I've never worked in the pub before. Like, Gives no, a job. Yeah, You're hired. Like, but I, I went in, and there was a bar and a lounge. So like it was very old school pub, but they just doing it up. And I preferred working, even though I was a lounge boy, just collecting glasses, not not behind the bar. I I still preferred working uh, in the Elflas just for the chat. Now we got like you, we got no tips whatsoever. And then the lads going, would you not be interested in like in, in the lounge inside? And I didn't because even though I was kind of 15, 16, 17, I knew some of the people drinking in the bar. Yeah. And I just didn't want to serve dicks that I was kind of new in school than with serving that. Your own but mates. the great God. thing about it was like just that they'd all go, yeah, but we get tips every week. I got five pounds. I remember it was one twenty five, four hours a night. So I got five pound every night, five pounds in my pocket. <laughs> and what I, I used to do then at Christmas time, I'd serve the L lads. But what they did was, and I didn't realise this until year one they'd save up and give me £20 at Christmas so at Christmas time like when I actually needed the money most I got properly well, tipped by the lads the old lads and the arches and Dorky did not right? do that You've just, well then I, I, I should work. call out do you know was, what there's a whole other read the room podcast in pubs and oh, working in pubs I think let's and in do that. teenage jobs well, you started I with, hated working in pubs oh, I think for a young well, girl exactly for a girl especially like in the 90s oh not pleasant not pleasant oh, groping Jesus well they're going to save a story right we'll have to do that that's another read Remind us that we need to do a podcast well, anyway, about pubs. This Read boy the pub. slash grown man who I baby and also when I babysat it, I was maybe oh, thirteen. Was I was oh, thirteen, yeah. fourteen. He would have been the eldest of two boys, and he would have been nine. So he's only five years my junior. Oh, right, okay. Um, but anyway, I bumped into him and I said, "How are you? How's your mom? How's your brother? How's everybody?" And <clears throat> he was fine. He said, "You know what? I gotta pull you up on something. You told me oh, when we and it was the early days of smoke alarms back in the nineties, but they were kind of quite big with a big flashing light, like they are now, but yeah. they were kind of bigger and clunkier. And I said to him, "You know that." a listening device installed by your school because <laughs> he was a cheeky fella and I wanted to get him to bed so I could eat the Kit Kats left out for me Deadly. and watch telly and he said to me I believed that until I was about 25 and it's just those things that, that kind of seep into your subconscious and Genius it's not though. sinister it's yeah. not he just I mean I thought that I remember the first office I worked in had um, just an, uh, the, a sensor oh yeah the motion sensor the motion sensor for, for burglar alarms but the guy said to me because that's a camera I was shitting myself because I've was was been working there too. for a month I was like oh my god the stuff that I've been looking up <laughs> that's brilliant I was told that so maybe it was a cheap way of saying or we were untrustworthy that they had to say oh that's a camera yeah. by the way and if it moved you kind of go oh it's on oh Jesus it's yeah but anyway the poor guy so the smoke alarm was on the hall it was a small enough house and outside his bedroom I said they can hear you they oh, can that's hear you. So worse like, oh, outside your bedroom like as a teenager 
teenager, then they kind of like that. Oh I know, he was only eight or nine at the time. But anyway, so it got me thinking about all the things that I think big brothers are very, are guilty of this. Big yeah. brothers tell you the worst ones. Um, but there's, again, and, and re- every other week there's a thread on Twitter about lies you're told as kids. And there's, there's adults who are, some of them are, are genuinely quite haunted by them. Right. There's loads of them around animals and pets. I think we were all told... You know, we had we always had rescue dogs, and there was once or twice where a rescue dog just didn't work out. And we, like, we had this Jack Russell who bit me in the face. I've been bitten loads of times <laughs> in the face by Jack Russells. They're just quite angry recently. little fuckers, They're little are, shits. They? Yeah. they really are. Um, and I had a younger sister. So my mum said, look, you know what, in, what, to my dad, said, we can't keep this dog. And the dog ended up being put down. Um, but the dog did actually savage me in the face. Okay. So... But we were we were told the dog went to a farm in the country, <laughs> yeah. and there were several animals, pets of my friends who had bitten kids who ended up in this farm in the country. And my sister believed it till she was probably nearly thirty, and then she was devastated. We could never do that because we actually came from farms in the country, so we'd always go. This is yeah, a different farm. We'd go know which farm. which farm are you talking about? And because we know all the neighbours, buddy, there's an angry dog farm. It's got high fences. <laughs> oh, we had a dog for ages, and it's just like I love dogs. I should get a dog. I oh, live by the beach. Like, I should I have a dog. Love a dog. And it's just that, like our dog. You know, when you're a kid, and there's always that one pet that lasts for ages, and yeah. that, like whatever happens to them, that parents try to replace them and it never really works out we had a dog that was just so clever and it was the time when dogs could just do what they wanted when they wanted now it's a bit wrong you kind of go like that you mightn't see him for days and like you know everybody would shrug and go yeah he's just off making more dogs little blackie was his name and he'd go off and my dad met him like we're we grew up in um, in Elmount and the north side of Dublin and my dad met him in Cabra the like dog, the dog. Well, he was he was driving, for driving work, <laughs> and he was in traffic, and like he kind of corner of his eye noticed this black dog walk along, and they kind of dad paused in traffic, and the dog kind of paused and looked, and kind of went as oh, if to I'm say, in you "No, you haven't seen me, right?" Like you know, we'll talk about this later when I get home. He's having an affair. He was. He was out in Cabra. He met another dog up in Cabra, but it took him two or three days to come I back. Don't know. I don't know. I don't think that was normal. I think you were terrible pet owners. <laughs> <laughs> And if this, there was more around animals and pets. This is one that broke my heart. Oh, my mom told us oh, that lambs' legs grow back in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> Boo! <laughs> yum yum. It's yum. okay. It'll grow that back. That is genius. So though. many. A lot, lot of, yeah. Oh no, that's heartbreaking. Food ones like you have. There has to be loads around food. Just though, lots around, yeah. mainly around fruit and vegetables, and like trying to get kids to eat the good stuff. And a lot for for you know the putting hairs in your chest. And like there was a couple of men on Twitter saying, oh, "We were told if we ate this, put hairs in our chest." I'm now fifty seven. It never happened. Waiting. But as if that was something to aspire to. Because back eat then, your turnip. <laughs> it'll put hairs on your chest. <laughs> turnip though. Remember there was like you're talking about babysitting. You you babysit for four houses. There was always certain houses that had a certain smell. You bang a and turnip. Never, there were, like some people would smell a turnip or like cabbage or there was a pe- people across the road from us and it was eggs. It was like I hope it was eggs. It was just eggs <gasps> all the time. Jesus. I remember, I do know what, and there was proper parties back then. You go to someone's house yeah. and they were told, like, you know, we could only have a certain amount of people. There were some people, some houses that they let everybody into the gaff. And then there was others that could only have maximum 10 people, or so they told. Like, so you either made the list or you didn't. But this one, everybody was hoping you not to be invited. Pa- you didn't want to be dead because it was the eggs. Ten. Like, really? Other people. You know what? You're right, though. Before diffusers, everyone's house smelt of something. Yeah, individual. You know, you'd like, walk in and I have a hyper-sensitive sense of smell. And I could tell you all of my friends, like one was dirty carpets. They had a, they lived in a really old house, had a really old carpets that were never clean. You walked in to smell of dirty carpets. Cabbage was always a big one. Yeah. Or the smell of just soup. Someone had soup boiling away for days on end. 
It's like this because I, I also worked in a nursing home when I was a kid and so there's a, that smell of soup and antiseptic. Oh yeah, flash and deep yeah. fat fryer. Yeah. <laughs> Together at yeah. last. That's, <laughs> that's, that should be, that should be like, a, like every year they do, they do the shout out for like name a new crisp. <laughs> deep fat fryer, flash and death. <laughs> So then, so also on eating, then the big one was well, in my mind, was chewing gum. I we oh, love chewing gum, chewing the gum. Fear of, oh, and I think did we talk about house. this before banned. off the ground. Like, I you used to, yeah, like, it was just, yeah, revolting. I, yeah I'm, like, I'm still alive today. Like, so whatever bacteria I picked up off the ground, eat chewing gum Didn't off the ground, do you any harm. but then just don't swallow chewing gum. I go, why? Because it would stick. And like, the more you talk about something, the more the more words you add into a sentence, you know it's a lie. Yeah. When you start going into detail, you know, on CSI, you're, I'm on to you. You say, okay, well, your liver will attach to your kidneys, it will attach to your lungs, it'll tie them all together and your heart will all get wrapped up and you will implode like a little... Dark yeah, black tear. star. But it made sense because this thing didn't break down. But we were just told it will get into your stomach, it'll it'll catch on things and it will never come <laughs> out. And or you could choke on it. Simple. Like, you know, pure and keep it simple. You'll choke on it. So then but I But there used was to more try. than one person who was told it'll wrap around your heart and slowly crush it. <laughs> <laughs> he said we I said, even now, I'm in my sixties, I have this terror of chewing gum. But yeah, I, I love chewing gum. See then the little bit of me was kind of like going like tree roots. Just I was, squeezing I the I life born, out of you. I was born trying to kill myself. So trying to, like, if you told me something was going to make me implode or explode, like, give us a go. I'd like, you kind of like to see oh that. God. You watch, like, Book Rogers and no, the Million Century. No, but yeah, that's century. just a boy thing. It's like I told you about that that Aussie tour guide. And he has, he said, every, without fail, English and Irish tourists. He's bringing a gang around. He goes, this is called a stinging tree. Don't touch it. It'll sting you. And he walks away. And at least one lad will go, oh, ah! And it really, really, really stings. Yes, like, but you want to it know, really like, fucking just... hurts. <laughs> but but then, that's such a lad thing. But it is like the same way with the, 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 the batteries with the positive and negative at the top. Oh, like, you know, you did lick one of them, didn't no, you? No, tell you what, girls Did didn't, you do that? No, girls what? didn't do that because we're smarter than you. Would you do though? We understand. If I was to bring in a battery, we would you? understand. Of course, I've tried it. <laughs> God, thank we you. believe the science, and we say that makes sense. We won't do that. The boys go, "You're giggling." Gobshots. That's a different thing they're talking You're about just... there, Maya. Jesus Christ! Read the room, there, girl. Stop it. I have to say, my poor sister. I think I say big brothers are guilty of them. Big sisters too. I got her in a few things, and only quite recently, my sister loves really bad music really cheesy music like the cheesier like Eurovision stuff pop okay. stuff but she's like she'll tell yourself she's shameless about it and she, her, her big thing is Christmas tunes cheesy Christmas tunes which we all love um, and she was collecting from somewhere at Christmas she was home from London and she had on in my mum's car her, her top 100 Christmas tunes so it's a CD that was playing in the car and she, Gary Glitter's song came on oh, what is the one that rock and roll oh. Christmas and I said God Anna every time you play that he gets royalties she went oh Jesus and took it out and it was a CD so obviously he's <laughs> yeah. not getting royalties from that Maya's there sitting there filling out her email <laughs> form let's just like, tell it sorry uh, we played that how many times she also rang me about a year ago and she said you fucking told me that those Christmas decorations were called Glockenspiels. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and we had that, you know those really beautiful wooden carousels that oh, are lit right, by yeah, candles? Yeah. And we had one that I bought in a market in Prague for my mum. We had it for years. And they're lit by candles and then the carousel slowly turns with the um, heat from the candles. They're beautiful. <laughs> Loads of people have them now. I didn't know what they were called. So I said, I think they're called Glockenspiels. And it was just... You know, which is an instrument, I think. So, that, okay. that's so she, she, and that's kind of a pretentious lie to tell. But it, so that was about 
probably 20 years ago and she said I was in the office and someone got one put in the office I said oh I love glockenspiels oh, no. and she, when they finished laughing so she was straight to the phone to me I said I'm so sorry I presumed you knew I was just pulling <laughs> See, a they're, random they're, they're harmless until the people use them then like in grown up situations like like that instead of uh, oh my god I need to get a glockenspiel for myself <laughs> Like this girl said that I was told the hole in the sinks where overflow water goes had a specific name which would be printed underneath it as a guide to where the water shouldn't pass. Cut to my mid-twenties calling my landlord. Yeah, there's a problem there. Some type of blockage and the water's coming out back up the Armitage shanks. (laughs) (laughs) Now some of them get quite sinister. If I sat with my back to the gas fire, my spine would melt. <laughs> There's a load around. I love those, those old ones of yeah. sit by window with oh. the window open. Unsound medical advice yeah. is rampant in childhood lies. And doctors now go, oh my so God, the amount no of Google people. back then. Well, crop, we were told, like I was, era of crop tops. We The, the, the more cropped, the better. They're back now, crop Aren't tops. They? And we were told, no, no, you'll get a chill in your kidneys. You'll get a kidney infection. And we genuinely believed for a long time. So we just put a cardigan and take it off as soon as we got outside. <laughs> and how's your kidneys today? They're grand. Lovely. They're still fully functioning. <laughs> Sitting on a radiator would give you piles. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, but like, I then, then I heard the other side of it. Like, so radiator on or like, if you sit on snow, you get piles. If you sit on hot radiator, oh, hot you get piles. Or so, extreme, extreme so, hot or cold. So if you sit Terrible anywhere, you're going to get piles. Like, don't sit yeah. anywhere. But why did, I guess they didn't want you sitting on the heater because you were absorbing heat that should go to the rest of the house. <laughs> well, I actually thought that someone showed me a bunch of grapes and they went, they're piles. I didn't eat grapes for years because I thought like they were just piles. Like, honestly, they're... <laughs> I have a story about my friend's husband and piles that is so disgusting. I can't Well, then this it. is the very, this is the platform I for cannot, it. I cannot share it. I cannot share it. Oh, God. More animal ones. Oh, shit. My dad lost his herd to brucellosis in the 90s, which is awful. I was devastated because I'd adopted one of the cows named Redness. A year later, Redness came back to the farm. She was all better. I was well into my teens when I copped on. <laughs> it was a new cow. I love the ones where you make people do stupid things. Years ago, my nephew, now in his 20s, loved Michael Jackson. A gang of us went to see the movie in Liffey Valley. As you're about to enter the screen, I said to him, you have to do the moonwalk to be allowed in. <laughs> I to do That's quite sweet. I love the farm ones as well. The electric fence. Did you ever touch an electric fence? I did. Did you ever see a boy pee onto an electric fence? No, but they, they don't normally. Get, it's very... Oh, no, yes. Yes, there's one for you. Yeah. Now she's, I just love to see your face. I wish this was on video. For you remembering, it was kind of... No, not really. Oh, oh my God. Because <laughs> we... Well, we used to... Well, down on one of the farms that... Um, boys. Yeah. You're oh, so stupid. Born to try and kill themselves. They're just like... You do... And then test it out on somebody else just to see the fun of it. And then, like, if, if you touched it either with with a grip, you would stay hanging onto it and uh, you would... Um, Electrocute yourself, but it was never strong enough to really kill you. They were, yeah. But then, if you touch the back of your hand, a bit of a spark. They're not going to touch the back of your hand. It would contract. Your hand would contract. Yeah. And that was like quite mild. You would do that for a bit of crack, like yeah. That's kind of like two two clicks up from licking the severe uh, static. Later on in life, like like, like, were you? Did you ever hear this of tapping a public phone? As in, you take off the receiver and you click, 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 and if you tap it, you could get through. You could make a phone call with it. did that ever? No, no, I heard about it. I, I have tried it so many times in the country, but it's never worked. Tapping the hang up button. So that you, yeah, exactly. So you click, 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 click. Now that this was, I was after the push button A and B buttons. Like that's how old I am. Jesus, if there's anybody out there that remembers I push button A, I don't even remember a. the A and B buttons. So but you put your money in and you waited for the person to answer, and then you push push the A button. Hello, L man two five two. Exactly. <laughs> 
and then you get through. You know but what? then you could tap the button, like pick it up and go, really? like say the number was three one seven five five five. You go one two three, one. One, two, three, four, five, that's, six, seven. That's like, not possible. That makes no sense. But that, like, I don't. But that was the lie. Exactly. That was the lie that was people were going. So then there was cues forming <laughs> outside the phone. People going like that. Ta 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 ta. Hang on, I'm ringing Australia. Oh, for fuck's sake, how long are we going to be here for? What we used to do was we, we'd because you'd get through to somebody. I put your money in. You'd ring and you dropped your twenty p in when someone answered. So if it was raining, we we got the train back from school. It was a long old walk up a hill. You'd ring, you'd ring three times and hang oh, up, and then yeah. someone would come down and collect you. They were great. Do you know what though? Phone boxes now. Maybe it's the last two years that have just kind of got in on all of us. The actual idea of getting into a phone box now, the yeah. bacteria and the filth. The, oh, quite. Yeah. Do you ever have an old knee trembler in a phone box? No. Okay. I did not. <laughs> oh, I've got to tell you, it's like speaking of You know, boxes. people can see through phone box windows, don't you? Oh, that's why I spent those six have months in that a, special hotel. Have you had a knee trembler in a phone box? No, no. There was on a your bit own? Of, there was a bit of uh, fancy rubbing. <laughs> I'm sure everybody has. Yeah. But because, like, Ireland was always oh, so cold. And you couldn't go home to your folks' gaff. You couldn't go back to their folks' gaff. So you always had to. There's a lot of sheltering in phone boxes, yeah. yeah. There was a the phone box near the train station in somewhere in Dublin. I won't say where because it'll identify this person. Ooh. I think is still alive and it was completely smashed one side was all smashed and it was one of the last working phone boxes and everyone said what the feckin' kids smashing phone boxes again and my granny said oh no that was insert name here in her mobility scooter she couldn't she, she <laughs> drove into it smashed it and just drove off phone, phone I think phone public phones are coming back now but I think they're just are for they? advertising hoarding. I don't think there's boxes per se. It's kind of like the old kiosks you see years ago. So you see, I'm seeing a lot more coming onto the street now. So the phone boxes per se are gone. There's a so f- decorative one or just to ring hot girls in your area? <laughs> I don't know. I tried. They never answer. Never answer. <laughs> ring me. Uh, reasonably. Oh, yeah, reasonably can I tell attractive you story girls about in phone? the vicinity. Like, when you said the ring three times <clears throat> and that kind of stuff. But do you remember yeah. ringing someone? I don't know that um, you'd ring a phone box and someone would answer and go could you go into the blue door number 17 down the road yeah. did you ever have to do yeah. like that's no, proper no. we'd ring our school. local pub though but like when I used to take my break from I worked in a petrol station and I'd go down to the pub for my break and my mum would often ring the pub and John would go my it's your mum and I'd have to go around the bar <laughs> and uh, it's great though I miss I kind of miss it yeah. although if your mate didn't turn up you know, if you were late somewhere, right. it was awful. You don't, and you'd go to the phone box and ring their house, and their mum or dad would say, "No, no, no, they left half an hour ago." It was oh, impossible God. to find people who like disappeared. Our anyway, phone box was probably about. I don't know, half a mile away from our home. But like we were of the, the we had the locks on the phone because there's so many kids in our house that they had to have a lock on the phone because I think phone bills back then, you could buy two houses uh, for Jesus, the price of the yeah. phone bills. So there was a competition on the radio. Um, I think it was Old Sunshine that was set out in Sands Hotel and it was uh, The Big Kahuna. Sunshine 101. Sunshine 101. And if you heard uh, Abracadabra, that song... Um, um, who sang that song Abra Abra if you had if it was caller number 50 and you were the big kahuna and you won basically everything you won a few islands a county a planes <laughs> the whole thing like, and I remember tearing up your to the, the place like, <laughs> your own phone that's it uh, so I ran up and I remember getting through and I was in the phone box dialing through and it was uh, hello you are caller number f-. and I don't know <gasps> what caller I was because I didn't have the ability to record back then off the radio uh, uh, your caller number f- and, no, and no. so I, I don't know. It was could have been forty eight or forty nine or fifty, and I got cut off. Like so, for a moment, I was just trudging home in the rain. Of course, it started kahuna. raining. I could have been the big kahuna. Oh. <laughs> I, well, I remember Edwin uh, Company went to win a novelty phone. It was like a giant pair of lips or something. <laughs> I thought if I win this, 
And my dad said, what are you going to do with that? We're not having that in the whole table. Oh, I said, but if I win it, I'll have a phone in my bedroom. Like, I can actually have my... He goes, you know, it's still connected to our bill. We still have to pay it. I thought if I won a phone from my room, I could plug it in. And whoever I got the phone from would have to pay all the bills for me. Just free calls for like life. They were all cool. They were all on those American TV shows that you had a burger phone. Yes. With that really long cord that, like, you know, everybody had breakfast as a family together. And big, long cord and answer the burger phone. And <laughs> Yeah, who pays for that? Not us. <laughs> Lots, there's also loads of religious ones. Now, I didn't grow up in a very religious household, but you remember the old Sacred Heart lights? And actually, the aforementioned boy, man, who I met, his family had a Sacred Heart light. Because a picture of Jesus with a little LED light underneath in in their hall. And it gave me the almighty creeps. (laughs) And there were loads around those. And some of them had to be plugged in, like way before the little LED tea lights we have now. And they were, like, that it was um, a watching device from the church that the church could look through it. (laughs) That if the perpetual light went out, we would all die. (laughs) And there were kids who lived in terror. If you put your, you stuck your fingers into the socket of the Sacred Heart lamp because they were plugged in, um, you would see Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course you would. (laughs) You'd never see your family again, but you're guaranteed to see Jesus. Sooner than you want. (laughs) And there's loads. I think oh, the religious ones are all scary. Like oh, I think I know, they were, they yeah. Are. But They're it was just... kind of a control thing, was it? Like by parents, like kids naturally want to act out and just act the maggot and have a bit of crack like. So parents are kind of just jaded and going like, ah, Jesus, like, you know, the perpetual light is looking down upon <laughs> you and like, you know, he'll tell me what you're up to. And then you just yeah, be All of the forever. ones told to us by parents, teachers, babysitters were made to keep us in line. They were told to keep us in line. Yeah. For no other reason. I think I told you. But then this. some of them were, came from a good place. I mean, you know, we were, and our parents, like my parents weren't doctors. You'd always be told not to eat undercooked food. And if you didn't, so kids would go, why? Why can't I eat oh, chewing yeah. gum? Why can't I eat this? And they'd go, well, it just, it's, you know, well, because you'll just, you'll just, you'll die. And so I was always told undercooked food, not by my mum actually, I think it was by another friend member, would, you'll get, you'll grow worms in your stomach. Oh, and worms is the one. Fear. Did you hear that one about the tapeworm? And the fact is, it was because. You know, we knew we hadn't, you know, stuff like salmonella and E. coli, listeria, but we didn't really know about those things. So you just be told, don't eat that because you'll get worms in your stomach. And that was enough for us. It's all we need to know. But there was always an uncle or a man down the road and that, oh, you you wouldn't have met him because he ate undercooked chicken and he died. And so there was always, there was always blaming on like, you know, the man. Oh, Oh you know, the man down the road. Like, yeah. Yeah. I was the man once on a bus. What? I was the man (laughs) on the bus. Like, do you know the man that they, like, the man will come and take you away? Yeah. I go, no. You what? Leave me alone. Like, you're just like looking at the kid going, your man's lying to you. I'm not the man. I'm just a fella getting the same bus as you. And she's there going, sit down, behave yourself with the man. See the man over there. Stop, stop fucking pointing me. I'm Hang on a second. Man. You are the unwritten rules of, of, of parenthood. If, oh, if, didn't care. Don't be. If, don't have cared, it's kids scared of me. If a parent needs your help on a bus like that, you just you go. Oh, yeah, no yeah, I'm, I'm with the kids on this one like that. <laughs> go on, have all here. Have some chewing gum. <laughs> yeah. Lots of them around uh, cat's eyes on the road. Um, I met a woman who I taught to drive 25 years ago. I told her to throw away comment the cat's eyes in the centre of the road were switched on at 8 o'clock every night <laughs> and she still believes me to this day. And someone said, oh, my uncle told me his job was changing all the batteries in the cat's eyes around Ireland and by the time he'd finished he'd have to go back and start again. 
But like who would like some fella said, my dad told me totally randomly that Lenny Henry was in school with them in the fifties in Dublin. He said, I don't know why he told That's me. Just but I just believed it until years years later I found a school photo of him and said, Oh, where's Lenny? And he goes, Well, it's all these white faces in a regional <laughs> school in Dublin. He goes, Ah, yeah, you believe that? <clears throat> I got glasses so really young uh, as a child and I didn't know how to deal with it. I was like I think I was three or four and I hated them. Like it just it was everything from called the Milky Bar kid to like, you know, just even the brothers and sisters were going like that. He's gonna think we're huge, like the big thick glasses. <laughs> and like they were so heavy. They were like uh, curly watts from from uh, Coronation Street. They were so heavy they'd oh, ride down daddy. my glasses. And then like neighbours then used to call me the professor. Because <laughs> I'd walk around with the glasses hanging down like that. And I was there going like that, I'll I'll never be able to get a job. I wanted to be a pilot of course or be an astronaut. I'll never get a job as a pilot. And then one neighbour told me this and I carried it for years. I never thought of the words he said until years later goes, Oh, see you could become a professor and your job could be picking the dust out of pepper. <laughs> <laughs> and I just thought it was like all I heard was so all I thought obscure. was a professor and I just thought like and then later on I went like fucking pepper and dust are the exact same thing <laughs> like, what an obscure it's brilliant I think he was trying to make me feel good that, that don't worry things. you get it yeah, do you know what I love though I love when kids are told the things that they won't be able to become. It's so disheartening. You know, now that you wear glasses or you've a problem hearing or whatever it might be, you'll never be a pilot or an astronaut um, or a professional footballer. And you're ne- you should say to all kids, you are never going to become these things anyway. Yeah, you're going to collect glasses on a pub. I think they should be truthful now they with kids and uh, when they grow up say, like, you, you will never own your own home. <laughs> And just be honest. And that, like back then, if you save up loads and loads of money, you might be able to afford a month's rent. (laughs) That's it. Just be honest with kids. Yeah. No. So they're the lies we're going to tell people. But anyway, I I honestly believe that we could do more of this. So if there's anybody out there with more ideas of of lies that were told to us kids, we we should revisit this again. They're so so lovely. They're so nostalgic and innocent. And we all have some. I mean, there's there's some that that haunt people, but for the most part, they come from a good place. Definitely, yeah. Apart from that boy slash mama baby, that boy. It was just so I could devour your parents' food, have a bit of a nosy around and then watch telly. Sorry. Do you know what the great thing about that is? I really hope that he's used that with his kids now. He's just taken something from it, a positive to go, how do I control these kids? Tell them exactly that. (laughs) Right, that's it for this week, Paddy. Thank you, you little liar, Maya. Uh, Anyways, if you like what you heard, please make sure to subscribe to the show and tell your friends to check us out too. And if you fancy leaving us a review, that would help us read the room, get all the way up the charts, right? Uh (laughs) I'll take you up the charts. Just remember, I was actually called Mia Maya Pants on Fire. Well, there you go. That's why we're doing this podcast. And don't forget, we are always on the hunt for topics to talk about. So if anyone or anything is in need of our advice or shameless mockery over the next week, let us know at readtheroom at goloudnow.com or find me at Twitter at Maya Dunphy. And I'm at Paddy C. Courtney on all the socials. We'll be back next week, unless we're cancelled by them. What does the C stand for this week, Paddy? Oh, it's very simple. It's uh, codding you. C for codding you. Lying you. Yeah, yeah, telling lies. Goodbye. Read the Room is recorded, created and hosted by Paddy and Maya and produced by the team at Go Loud Studios. They'll be back next week, unless they're cancelled. We did, I did a Ouija board once for a friend of mine. I have to apologise to her that she wanted to do one. So it was myself and my friend Alice, who's very bold like me when we were growing up, and another friend of this other girl, whose name I won't say. And they were really into it. And look, it's a load of nonsense. Yeah. It's not a good thing for kids to be doing. And nope. we weren't kids, we were about 19. So first of all, she was like, is anybody there? Is anybody there? And first of all, we, we, spent, we spelled out... I think we sp- she's like L E L. We spelled out Les Dawson because he. <laughs> and Alice goes, "Amazing! I love him." 